everybody. Thanks for stopping by Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips YouTube channel. This is actually my very first video, so please be kind. Um, my name is Ryan, and I want to welcome you to my dungeon. This is my workspace. Uh, I am a full-time reseller. I've been full-time at this since October of 2019, so not really all that long. Um, but I do have 30-plus years of retail sales and management experience, so I've been around the block a couple of times, and I've actually been on eBay um, since 2000 as a seller for a small retail store that I owned. So this channel is all about... Um, for now, my journey as a reseller, but I hope that it will become a, a place where all of us can kind of talk about our reselling adventures. Um, so hopefully this finds you well, and let's kick it off by looking at um, the overnight sales from last night. We had a whopping 18 items sell overnight. Now, to be fair, there was only 10 orders. There were a couple people that ordered multiple items, um, but that was... That's always nice to wake up to uh, a bunch of notifications on your phone that you've had a, a very, very good night. So I want to take a look at just a couple of key things. I'm not going to go through all 18 items. Um, the first one I've got here are some vintage Lionel model builder magazines from 1946. Um, this was part of a bulk buy. I was at a uh, hobby shop and the guy literally had thousands of magazines um, and I asked him what he wanted for him and he was trying to get a couple of bucks a piece for him. And I just kind of threw it out there. I said, what if I just took them all, <laughs> what would you do? Um, we agreed on 85 bucks and I can't remember the exact uh, number of magazines, but it was 12 or 1300 total. So I'm, I'm into them for, I don't know, about a nickel a piece, maybe something like that. Um, and this particular batch here from 1946, this is a lot of eight that went for essentially 40 bucks plus shipping. So, uh, that, that gets a big, uh, eBay cha-ching for sure. The second thing was this lot of books from the Lakeside series. This was something that was done, um, by R.R. R. Donnelly. Back in the day, I bought, uh, this one was another bulk buy. I picked up, um, I think, 16 of these books for about 50 cents a piece. Um, some of them were fairly valuable on their own, and those are listed individually. Some of them, not so much. Um, and I grouped them in groups of three, four. In this case, it was six. Um, I had them listed online for $39.99 or best offer. I got an offer of $30 free shipping, and I went ahead and took that. So that was a nice sale as well. And last, I want to show you this um, Ethan Allen catalog. Now, this came to me also as part of a bulk buy. It was just randomly in a box. And I'm curious, and let me know in the comments, how many of you would totally pass something like this up if you saw it on a shelf at a, a yard sale or a garage sale or if it was in a, a box of stuff that you got on a bulk buy would you even look it up or would you just toss it to the side now i grant you it's only 12 bucks free shipping but i've got less than a nickel in it if you account for it as part of that bulk buy so all said and done that particular item after all the fees and everything i made seven dollars on that for an old 1983 
Ethan Allen furniture catalog. So I guess my point is uh, don't don't snooze on those on those old catalogs. You, there's no point paying up for them because they're not obviously they're not big money. But if you get a few of those that you've only got you know ten cents twenty five cents in and you can sell them for eight ten twelve bucks, that's money in the bank. It's money you didn't have before. Um, so that's I, I rely on stuff like that. Uh, as you'll see if you visit my store, you'll see there's a lot of old vintage cookbooks and magazines and and that sort of stuff so um if you like what you've heard so far um would appreciate if you hit that thumbs up button um give us a like and subscribe i'm gonna try to do videos about twice a week um i don't want to I've, I've debated about doing these videos for a long time and i didn't want to detract from the way i actually make money which is by selling on eBay. And the only way you do that is to be sourcing and listing. Um, but this is something I just wanted to do to break up the monotony of sitting here in, in the dungeon uh, eight hours a day and listing books and trinkets and you know other people's junk, <laughs> as it were. But uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, as they say. So um, the main topic that I wanted to talk about today was um, book sales during the COVID-19 pandemic and shutdowns. And I'm curious, and again, leave me comments, um, how many of you sell books uh, in your eBay store and what kind of uptick have you seen in sales? If you go to my store, which hopefully you will, there'll be a, a link in the description. Um, you'll see I, I have a ton of books listed. I've got about 34, 3,500 listings up right now. And I would venture to guess the majority of them are books um, or magazines. Um, I was able to buy a bunch of them in bulk towards the beginning of the lockdown. Um, I bought about 1,900 total. And I figured that would give me some stuff to work on through the lockdown because I knew there were going to be no garage sales. There were going to be no yard sales. Estate sales had all been canceled. So there wasn't really going to be anything. So I made a couple of offers um, and ended up, like I said, with about 1,900 items. You'll see behind me uh, some of that as I've sorted through it. And I'm curious, and again, please, I would like for this to be as interactive as possible. Uh, leave me some comments. Um, how do you do book sales? Because I see... On on eBay, I see people selling books for three and four dollars a piece, and I'm trying to grasp what that business model looks like. So, if you're one of those folks, um, if you could enlighten me with how how that works out for you financially, because when I do the math on like let's just say a random four dollar book, um, not accounting at all for the cost of the item, just I, I'm going to have two dollars and eighty cents shipping it. I'm going to pay eBay roughly 48 cents, 12%, I think is the fee on books. PayPal is going to charge me 40, 45 cents to process the transaction. So then I got to get a, a Jiffy mailer of some sort. So we'll call that a quarter. And all of a sudden I'm at, I'm at $3.93, give or take, in costs, not accounting for the cost of the book that I just sold for $4. So if I don't own the thing, for a nickel, I'm not making any money. And even at a nickel, I'm only making two cents. I just, the math doesn't make any sense to me when you consider the amount of time, 
and maybe that explains why so many of those listings don't actually have pictures or information with them. But, you know, when I list them, and again, I, hopefully you'll go to my store and take a look, but I've got almost all the books that I list have multiple pictures and at least some basic information in the item description um, and the item details. So um, trying to follow eBay's guidelines of putting as much information as possible in there. And hopefully it's helping people find those because uh, like I mentioned, my book sales are through the roof um, during this pandemic. So, but anyway, what you see behind me are the ones that don't meet kind of the threshold where I want to be. I like to list books when I can for $9.99 free shipping uh, with a best offer. And I, I'm one of those, I put a minimum on my best offer of seven bucks. If you're not, if I can't get seven bucks out of it, I, there's no point selling it. it. I'm not making enough money to justify the time. Um, now I get the flip side of that. If somebody offers 650, I'm missing an opportunity to sell a book over 50 cents. Um, and it's sitting on my shelf, not making me any money when I could have made a little bit. So I do understand, um, the folks who don't put, you know, a minimum on uh, their best offers. But in my case, you know, 60 days from now, I'll probably put that on sale for 35% off and it'll be below that number anyway. But I'm trying to, when I first put a listing out, um, I'm trying to maximize the profit that I can get. So I put a minimum on there. You know, if somebody makes me an offer right away, I'll sell it for the seven bucks and, you know, move on to the next thing. I've also found, I was watching Lonnie on Shed Flips last week, and he mentioned he doesn't, he doesn't like best offers. He doesn't, doesn't do them, doesn't, you know, just he doesn't believe in them. And to a certain extent, I guess I get that. Um, he doesn't want to be messing around with, you know, negotiating on an item unless it's a fairly expensive item. But my experience has been I don't really get that many best offers. Um, I probably sell 80 or 85% of my stuff at listed price with no, no negotiation. They just, I've got it for 1099 best offer and people just pay the 1099. I don't, I'm not getting a lot of best offers. So again, let me know in comments what you think about best offers. Um, do you use them? Do you like them? Do you use, now I'm, I do all my listing on the mobile, which only allows you to set the minimum amount of the best offer. If you do it on the PC, there is um, an ability to auto accept a certain amount. So I'd be curious how you use best offer and what your experience has been with those. Um, that's, that's how I do it. I've found it to be fairly successful. And like I said, to this point, I'm not really finding, um, that I get a lot of offers. Um, I get people just just paying what I'm asking for stuff. So with that, um, I think I will close this first video. Um, hopefully, hopefully you've gotten something out of this. Um, there's an old saying that you should never stop learning and hopefully your experience on YouTube has, is what mine has been, um, that you're able to learn things by watching other people's videos. And hopefully in the future, you can learn something from watching mine. And hopefully you'll share things with me that you're doing so that I can continue to learn too. As I mentioned, I've only been doing this 
totally since October of two, or August, actually. I started doing it, dabbling in it part-time in August, but went full-time in October. So I've only been doing this for eight or nine months. I've got a ton to learn and a lot to grow. Um, but on the upside, even only having done it for that amount of time, I am making a living. Um, when I, I said I was going to wrap this up, and here I am rambling, but I think this, this is important. I, it's funny because before I decided to go full-time, I was watching Cincinnati Picker, and somebody asked John, they said, you know, at what point do you think you should go full-time as a reseller? And his, his advice, and it's, I think it's probably the right advice for most people, was to wait until your income from reselling is somewhere at least close to what you're making on your current full-time job. So that when you make that transition, you're not, it's not a bloodbath for you financially. I was in a position financially where I have a car payment and my house payment, and that's essentially it. I don't have any debt. And I had a fairly significant amount of money saved up that I knew if this didn't take off, I could pull out and bank on and give myself a year to try this and see if it would work. Um, so far, knock wood, I have not had to tap into any of that money, even through the pandemic and the lockdown, um, starting in October when yard sales and garage sales were going away and getting to the spring where they should be starting up and they're not, <laughs> uh, which could leave people in a bit of a lurch. I've made enough money to make a living. Um, I'm certainly not getting rich, but I'm also, as you may be able to tell from the gray here, I'm not a young man anymore and the money is not the most important thing to me. Um, doing something I love and having some flexibility with my time are more important and that's why I chose to do this. That's probably why you're choosing to do it um, part-time to make a little extra and potentially with an eye on full-time. And depending on your situation and your background and your experience and how hard you're willing to work at this, you can make a full-time living at it. Now, as I said, I'm in a particularly good situation. It's just me. I have no debt. I have no kids that I'm trying to support. So everybody's situation is different, but I did want to share kind of what my experience making that transition um, has been like. So now I'll really <laughs> close. Hopefully, again, you found this interesting, uh, informative. Um, I apologize if the video quality isn't quite there. I'm working with a pretty cheapo webcam. Webcams are impossible to find, and I just I don't want to spend the money on a big camera just yet until I see if I'm going to really enjoy doing this and kind of stick with it. So I apologize if the video is a little grainy. Hopefully the audio was good. Um, anyway, if you've enjoyed this, please hit that thumbs up button, subscribe. Um, I hope to do new content once or twice a week um, where I will kind of recap what's going on here in the Batcave um, and talk about a relevant topic and hopefully start a discussion like hopefully today's did um, talking about book reselling and best offers. So thanks for watching. I appreciate your time and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much.